Welcome to the Medical Affairs Professional Society Field Medical Focus Area Working Group's podcast series entitled Field Medical Stakeholders Partnering for Today and Tomorrow. In this night's podcast, we will discuss corporate alliance management. I'm Catherine Gann, and I'll be moderator for this podcast. I serve as a member of the Field Medical Focus Area Working Group. Currently, I'm an independent consultant in medical affairs, having spent my 30-year career as an MSL, an MSL manager, and an MSL trainer. Our legal disclaimer is as follows. The views expressed in this recording are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect on the opinions of MAPS or the companies with which they are affiliated. This presentation is for informational purposes only and is not intended as legal or regulatory advice. We encourage you to engage in conversations about partnering with field medical stakeholders with other MAPS members via the community portal on the MAPS website. Simply log in with the email address and password associated with your MAPS account and click on the discussion tab. Then scroll down to field medical to post a question or to review previous postings. The objectives for this series of podcasts are that at the end of the series, the participant will be able to one, discuss the functions and activities of key internal stakeholders, and two, identify potential areas for compliant collaboration by MSLs with key internal stakeholders. I'd like to thank today's panelists for sharing their subject matter expertise with the MAPS membership. Speaking today are Robert Grobel, Vice President, Global Medical Strategy at Monocle. Robert's going to be our interviewer. And David Creasel, currently an independent consultant and formerly the Vice President, Corporate Alliances at Cosmo Pharmaceuticals. So David's going to be our interviewee. To kick us off, Robert, could you please briefly provide some information about your current position, how long you've been in industry, and then take it away. Thanks, Kathy. Yeah, uh, Robert Grobel, I'm the Vice President of Medical Strategy at Monocle. I've been in the life sciences for over 25 years now. Uh, I started my career uh, in commercial and medical roles at Behringer Ingelheim, transitioned into opportunities at Shire, and then recently have transitioned into the software space. And I work with medical affairs to build out strategies to better understand the therapeutic areas they're in, generate insights, and improve the way they engage with stakeholders externally. So I'll turn it over to David. David, can you give us a little background on your career? And, and then we can transition into corporate alliance management. Yeah, thank you, Robert. I appreciate the introduction. And I've also had a lengthy history of, uh, in the pharmaceutical industry. I started out as a pharmacist um, many years ago and spent the last 20 years in the industry, starting out as a medical science liaison for Bristol-Myers Squibb, and then transitioning from there after going into field management to other uh, pharmaceutical companies, both large and small, uh, throughout over the last 15 years. Um, I had the opportunity to do a variety of different functions. I really enjoy managing and directing MSL teams and other home office medical affairs activities. And then my latest foray with uh, Cosmo Pharmaceuticals uh, was a VP of Corporate Alliances, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Great. So can you tell us what corporate alliance management does? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting role, I think, within a pharmaceutical or, you know, actually multiple industries have this type of role. With corporate alliance management, you're really the liaison uh, between two uh, corporate entities. Once two companies form a partnership, you get to either sell or develop, co-promote pr products or products 
there needs to be some sort of you know consistent communication between the two companies. What happens is there's a contract that's signed that includes all of the agreements that go along with that corp the product promotion or development. And it's important to make sure that you're monitoring all of the components within that contract. And so that in order to be able to do that, you need to have someone in, the, in place within the alliance management or a team of people that then communicates with the other company, works with them to ensure that all the commitments are being met and the things, the, the attention is being paid in the appropriate ways to the products that you're co-developing or promoting. Understood. So, so how was this function structured within your organization? Where did it sit and, and how did it report? Yeah, it's really a standalone department, at least in my mm-hmm. experience. And the structure of the department was fairly small in, in my situation. It can be larger in others. So I, the v, I was the VP, the, the head of the department, so VP of Corporate Alliances. I also had a director of Corporate Alliances that, that reported to me. But we all really had our own uh, you know, contacts with the other, between the other pharmaceutical companies and were responsible for maintaining those relationships. Understood. So, so who were your main customers within your organization? Yeah, like I said, it's a very interesting uh, role, I think, uh, to take on. And because it does, you get the chance to really interact with many different people and different uh, groups within an organization. So that could be anywhere from the, you know, the heads of the marketing department, the heads of sales, uh, really the, dealing with the, the, the top people in the departments as they're responsible for the, the deliverables and expectations between companies. So it's marketing, sales, managed markets. It could be, you know, of course, medical affairs is, is in there. Um, the, the legal department, there's really interesting you know, conversations and interactions you have with all of these types of people. Interesting. So when you, you think about your, your entrance into the, the pharmaceutical space as part of your career, how did your role as an MSL uh, begin to prepare you for a job like this? Or how are you able to leverage some of the skills you used as an MSL to do this job so effectively? No, that's obviously a great question and very pertinent for our, our discussion today. And one of the great things about, I think, you know, being an MSL, working in medical affairs, both field medical and home office uh, medical affairs, is you're, you're really integral to uh, the field-based operations and you're integral to many home office uh, type of functions and operations and committees. And so by spending time really working in the field uh, understanding how the other field-based groups work, um, understanding the responsibilities of your home office departments and how they all interact to create a successful situation for product development or product sales is all critical for corporate alliance management. Once again, you, you've entered into a legal agreement that has delineated responsibilities between companies. And the best way to understand the, the if these, these responsibilities and objectives are being met uh, with the appropriate amount of effort, backing, both financial and personnel, and are, are the efforts being po- you know, really put in the right direction. Um, that's all critical and goes back towards the experiences you have throughout your career as a field-based liaison and home office uh, experiences as well. So it's really the totality of operations within a pharmaceutical company all come together to make sure that once again, each company is su- supporting their own end of 
of their agreements and promotion of a product. Interesting. Now, did your responsibilities um, reach beyond, let's say, the U.S. in scope? And, and were you involved in alliances that were more global in nature? And are there any differences or subtleties to that type of work? Well, in my specific situation, my uh, contacts and responsibilities were all U.S. US-based companies. Uh, well, I, I can change that slightly in that the responsibilities that I that I had to deal with were all uh, promotion and uh, development within the United States. So mm-hmm. some you know, companies can span, of course, as we know, there are many global companies out there. Um, so that's a little outside of my area of experience. But without a doubt, as there are uh, you know, uh, signed agreements and responsibilities that extend beyond our borders, uh, there certainly will have to be communication uh, with this similar type of role, uh, just more on a global scale. Understood. And, and you, you look at the amount of collaboration, mergers and acquisitions and these types of agreements that are going on, you know, from development all the way to commercialization. Are there, are there any recommendations you might give to a field medical team as to how they can best work and support the efforts of, of corporate alliances? Yeah, without a doubt, the MSL role plays a, criti- plays a, cr- a critical role, I should say, in the completion or execution of many of the, the aspects of the agreement. When you look at product development, it could be assisting with the completion of a clinical trial in a specified period of time. Um, it could be you know, working on making sure that patients have, on a marketed product, working, sure, uh, working to, to ensure patients have access to uh, have their medications covered by clinical uh, awareness within uh, you know, managed markets um, and partnering with the managed markets group. Um, there are sometimes certain requirements for having field-based uh, medical uh, you know, communication through uh, the numbers of MSLs that are required, you know, in an agreement. Uh, so there are, you know, the MSL over the years has really developed into you know, a vital member of the field uh, of the pharmaceutical company and, and field-based teams. And when you just look down, you can, you know, every company can be a little bit different on how they utilize those, those skill sets, but certainly many of the operating, uh, many of the things that an MSL does in the field can be directly linked back to parts of, of an agreement between two corporations. Interesting. You know, I, I look back at my time in the industry where I was involved with with uh, co-marketing or co-promotion types of agreements. Are there are there any things you might point to that that really ensures good collaboration across companies and, and things for people to think about to to really ensure you're driving you know forward in a in a unified manner, recognizing that there are two corporate cultures and rules may be different. Yeah, things can become very, very complicated. And I think this is an area that, you know, MSL, an MSL background can really assist. And it's all around communication and mm-hmm. visibility of what you're working on. And so MSL, MSLs become excellent communicators, excellent deliverers of information, and um, build strong uh, working relationships is, is key to a successful MSL. And so that, that, those exact skills can be, are transferable in many different situations. And corporate alliance management is certainly one of those. It's forming those working relationships, open communication, 
um, being able to set specific expectations, um, not only around, of course, what the agreement is, but how often you're going to communicate, what's a, what do you need to communicate to gain understanding of, of the current situation between the companies and what's being worked on. Um, all of those things are, you, know, you kind of get trained at, I think, as an MSL. And um, uh, so it's a complicated, <laughs> you know, kind of uh, you know, uh, partnership sometimes, but keeping open communication, scheduling regular meetings, and really knowing, um, getting to know your partners and um, the requirements of the agreements are, are critical for success. Excellent. I mean, recognizing, so, la- so last question for you, David, recognizing that you started your, your pharma career as an MSL, is there anything, you know, when you look back on, on your time as an MSL or an MSL manager, is there anything in your career there that kind of puts you on the path to become someone who is going to be a leader of corporate alliances? So that's, a, that's an interesting uh, question. In retrospect, I, retrospect, I would have to say I had no idea that I'd end up, you know, doing that. <laughs> but I, I do think, though, that keeping an open, one of the great things about working in the, the pharmaceutical industry and and um, working in, in medical and scientific affairs is that you keep an open mind and you really have the opportunity to take on many different roles as you as you uh, progress through your career and keeping that open mind and you know, not being afraid to step outside of your comfort zone, um, taking on new things that you can learn about, um, you know, talking to a lot of people in different departments within an organization. Then you start to learn about these these kind of unknown areas, at least they were un- unknown to me when I first started out. And so it's really happy to get that experience. And I just think uh, following those basic tenets of kind of how you operate on a day-to-day basis will, you know, hopefully you'll continue to open doors uh, for you as you, you know, continue along your career. Yeah, that's great. I, I really appreciate that. I mean, my, my career kind of reflected the same, the same path. I mean, starting out as a sales rep in the early 90s, I never thought that I was going to end up being, you know, kind of in a senior leadership role in medical affairs. And, and, and to your point, it was about keeping an open mind, you know, taking chances, being curious. And so I think, it's, I think that's terrific feedback for anybody listening. Great. Thanks very much for all the time today, David. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, Robert and David, I want to thank you both for participating today. Um, I found some very interesting tidbits in what you were saying, David. The idea that corporate alliance management is a liaison between two entities. And as you said, this is what MSLs do. We form relationships. We nurture relationships. We figure out how to keep them moving, how to meet the needs. we're good about communication. You also said that. And what I really liked, because I think it relates back to why we are doing this series, you said it's very important to understand how other departments work within a company and within your own company and even within another company. And that's really why we are doing this series, to give our MSLs the opportunity to hear from people like you, that they may hear about corporate alliance, but well, what do they do? How do we, I don't understand what they do. So thank you. Thank you for helping us meet our goals here uh, so that our MSLs have a better understanding of the function of Corporate Alliance and how they can interact compliantly with that group really by their day-to-day job, by what they do. 
So again, thank you very much for all of that. So this has been our ninth podcast in the series on the topic of field medical stakeholders partnering for today and tomorrow. If you are a MAPS member, thank you for your support of MAPS. If you're not yet a MAPS member and would like access to additional resources in this area, please visit the MAPS website to explore joining. And that website is medicalaffairs.org forward slash membership. This concludes the podcast.